This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. We are so excited to introduce to you Barry Karch. Barry, did I say that right? Is that how I pronounce your last name? You got it right. I'm impressed. Almost nobody gets it right. Oh, good. Okay. Well, he is always considered himself an unlikely realtor. He's quiet. He's introverted. He's not salesman, you know, Mr. Used Car Salesman of the Year. He's just not your prototypical formula for success. But Barry has been a top selling realtor for 36 years, selling as many as 100 homes per year. He's got a podcast called The Real Estate Unsalesperson. So we encourage you to follow him there and listen to his podcast. And we've got Barry here with us. Barry, welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I've got a few questions for you to start. Um, So I love that you say that because, you know, it's funny that you say that you're unsalesy because, you know, a lot of people kind of feel like that. And I am, I am an extrovert, but I will tell you, I feel like I'm getting a little bit more introverted. I feel like COVID has made people a little bit more introverted, even if they are an extrovert. So what is some of the things that you've done to be able to sell so many houses and be so introverted? You know what? Um, Strangely enough, throughout my career, I have found that being an introvert has been an advantage in real estate. Probably not something that you hear very often, but it's been a big plus. And there's several reasons for that. First of all, since I'm not someone that's going to talk your head off if I'm with you as a client, I, 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 people feel more comfortable because I listen more. I listen to what they have to say. They feel like they're being heard. They're being paid attention to. People love talking about themselves. So it makes them feel important. Um, And second of all, I don't push people to buy or sell. I'm not aggressive in that way. So they come to trust me. They don't feel like I'm this pushy salesperson type. They feel more comfortable being around me and they open up more. And I kind of work into the more of a trusted advisor role than a salesperson that creates a very good working relationship. So those are just a few of the reasons it's turned out to work quite well. Yeah. And I think recognizing your own inherent selling strengths and not someone who maybe just, you know, you don't want to like talk about yourself, but like you said, focus on others. So what, what are some of the strengths that you kind of tell people, hey, these are some of my strengths. What, what are those that you kind of relay to those people? Well, I don't come out and tell people my strengths are what I'm good at. They, they come to get to know me by spending time with me and they, they feel comfortable because they see that I'm purely trying to help them. I'm not trying to be a typical salesperson. I'm trying to help them, assist them, work for them, and they they feel comfortable uh, just being around someone that's not trying to constantly push them or to make them buy something right away. So I just think being a, a little more relaxed, letting them talk and listen to them is what's worked. 
One of the things that I love about introverts is I feel like they really do a great job of asking questions and listening, like you said. So what are some of the questions that are kind of top of mind that you always ask either buyers or sellers that make them feel like you really care about them? Okay. Well, if I'm working with a buyer, I'll ask your typical questions about what are you looking for? When, when do you want to move? Why, why do you want to move? Um, I just ask a lot, a lot about them and their, their lifestyle and, and what they're looking for in a home. Um, on the selling end, I'm going to ask them similar questions. Why do you want to sell? Where do you plan to go? What are your goals? What do you hope to, to get from the, the sale? Um, basically, just all about them and their life and what their goals are and what they're shooting for. So they just see that I put them first and um, I don't have any agenda other than trying to help them. Mm, I love that. I want you to talk about your number one lead source. So over the years, what have you done to, because if I, I would to guess most introverts aren't door knockers, like they're not going to be the type to say, let me just start knocking on doors but what what are the best lead sources for someone who is an introvert? Okay, I love that question. And throughout my career, I've tried a little bit of everything to find myself, you know, through the 35 years of real estate. And I have tried door knocking. I've done cold calling. I've done open houses. Um, I've bought leads for a little while from uh, ZillowRealtor.com. But um, none of those things really worked well for me. Um, I've, I've really found what worked and this can work for anybody, whether you're introvert, extrovert. Um, my number one marketing tool is gifting. I give gifts. I decided a few years ago when I was um, paying for leads. And I, again, I didn't do this very long, but I tried it. I, I try everything to see what works and different things are going to work for different people. So if Buying leads works for anybody out there. By all means, go ahead and continue doing it. Um, everybody has different strengths. Um, but um, I was spending money with Zillow to buy leads. And these are people calling me who don't know me from John Doe. And I have to try to win their trust and get them to work with me. And I decided, you know what? This is not the way to go for me. It was very hard when you're starting from scratch. They don't know you at all. And they're contacting a zillion other realtors to see other houses. So I decided instead of spending my money on buying leads, I'm going to turn my money inward to people that have supported and helped me throughout my career. In other words, my, I, the only money I spend nowadays in my business is for past clients and prospects I've talked to. I give gifts. That's my marketing program. That's all I do. That's all I spend money on. I give gifts to past clients. I visit them in their homes, drop off a gift. Um, prospects I've talked to, they haven't bought yet or haven't sold yet. They get gifts. Um, what do I like to do for gifts? This is the best time of year for this because right now it's Girl Scout cookie season. They're just for sale right now. That is my absolute favorite gift to give because a box of Girl Scout cookies costs four bucks. I don't know anything else you can give to somebody for $4 that they would appreciate so much and make them so happy. And by the way, I can give a ton of Girl Scout cookies out for less 
than it costs to buy any leads on Zillow or anywhere else. So what do I do? I go visit all my past clients and I stop at their, I go to their door. I prefer to go unannounced. I don't call, you might prefer to call them and say, hey, I want to drop off a gift for you and, and give them a call first or a text. But I just stop by unannounced and I'll ring their doorbell and hopefully they're home. And who isn't happy to see a guy holding Girl Scout cookies on their doorstep for free cookies? Everybody loves to see me when I do that. So I give them Girl Scout cookies. And the key is I always ask them before I go, do you know anyone else looking to buy or sell a home? I don't ask them if they are thinking about selling. I'm not that direct. I, I ask them, do you know anyone else looking to buy or sell a home? And you can give them gifts throughout the year, different seasons, different holidays, things that are appropriate for that time of year. But it, after they see you for a while, giving them gifts over and over again, they grow to love you. We bec I become much closer to my clients after closing than before closing. So that's kind of unusual, I think, um, in the real estate business, but I see them more often and we become much more friendly. Um, we develop friendships afterwards. I've seen some of my people for 20, 25 years uh, stopping by on their doorstep with gifts. And so um, I always ask them again, if they know anyone looking to buy or sell a home and they may or may not, sometimes you might get a little surprised. A lot of times I get surprised. It's like the seller says, you know what? We were thinking of selling this summer. And that's something I would have never had known had I not stopped over there with a box of Girl Scout cookies. So you get a little inside scoop on what's going on in their life without even asking them for it. But um, by just asking them for referrals, you get them conditioned. If they hear you enough times asking you if they know anyone else looking to buy or sell a home, they get conditioned to contact you whenever they hear of anybody. And I get referrals all the time now from past clients. And it's just from them being conditioned by me asking so many times. And they're so happy when they finally have a referral to give me. So that is my marketing program, gifts. So one person that we had on our an episode two weeks ago talked about how she does the same thing, but she does it on Amazon. So it kind of saves her time mm -hmm. on doing it. So she'll kind of think about something, maybe if they have a, a little kid or something like that, she'll find something on Amazon that would do that. And then she'll follow it up with a phone call. Um, do you ever do anything like that? And what happens if you stop by there and they're not home? So if yeah, they're not good question. Home, then what happens? Good question, because that happens a lot. Yeah. I like to do the in-person gifts rather than, I mean, everybody, this thing's right for everybody. For me, myself, I like to do the in-person gifts because if you can, if they happen to be home and you see them face-to-face, -face, it's kind of a nice little contact to see them that way. But oftentimes they're not home. You're right. So what do I do if they're not home? I'll take a picture of myself on their doorstep holding a box of Girl Scout cookies and say, hey, be sure to check outside your front door when you get home. I left a little gift for you and I'll text it to them. So they'll get that picture. And then, yes, I always um, follow up with a phone call. Um, whether they're home or not, I'll give them a call a few days later and just say, hey, just wanted to check and see how you enjoyed those cookies and just see where the conversation goes from there. Just a little light conversation. But yeah, so I always follow it up. So let's say that, I mean, you said right now, January is a good time because this is Girl Scout cookie season, but let's say it's, you know, June or something like that. You don't have Girl Scout cookies. So are you doing this, you know, four times a year? Are you doing it once a month? Are you, and what, what other things besides Girl Scout cookies are you doing? Oh yeah. There's all kinds of things you can do. I do it a couple times a year. Um, I have, 
after 35 years, I have a lot of past clients out there. So it takes me a little while to get through to everybody. Um, by the way, before I go on the other ideas for summer, let me just backtrack real quick. If somebody out there is newer, doesn't have that many past clients, or doesn't really know anybody new to the area, you can still do gifting. Um, you probably go to eat at certain restaurants. You might have a hair salon, a vet, a doctor. Give them a gift. Give them Girl Scout cookies. Just say to them, hey, just, I, I'm in real estate. And if you know anyone looking to buy or sell a home, please let me know and, and give them the Girl Scout cookies. And just do that and you'll build up referral base that way. But uh, back to your question. Um, summertime, um, well, summertime, you it's people are going to be out in the sun more. Um, they could be grilling. So you could do something for grilling. Um, you could give them a gift, something to do with that. You could give them a little thing of suntan lotion for being out in the sun. Think of a cute little saying about it, something to do with it, related back to real estate. Um, Fourth of July in the summer, you can bring a little American flag. There's all kinds of things you can do. I mean, it's just as creative as you want to get, but um, I would do it, uh, try to do it a, a few times a year. And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Kanzel Realty. One of the other things we give you is revenue share, where you get five levels of money in your downline every time you attract an agent to the company. And guess what? The first three levels open up right away. So let's pretend like you're not a great recruiter, but you bring on a couple people who are heavy hitters. Guess what? You don't have to hire five or 10 agents to open up those tiers. You automatically get those. So that's what makes us very different. This is Kanzel. Now, what do you do for social media? Okay. Good question. Again, I don't do a heck of a lot on social media, to be honest with you. Um, I, I've done a little bit, but I'm, I know a lot of people do a lot of business in social media. For me, I can count the number of sales I've gotten from social media on one hand and have a few fingers left over. So that's not, that's really not where uh, I, I, work much. Now, what about client events? Have you ever done any client events or client appreciation parties? I've done one client event. I have not done client appreciation parties. And the event, I can't remember why I did it this way one year, but it, again, involved Girl Scout cookies. But it was, I, I guess, in reverse, instead of me going to them, I had them come to me to pick up Girl Scout cookies. So I sent an announcement for this two hour time period. I'm going to be in a certain location, stop by, pick up some free Girl Scout cookies. So I did the, did the Girl Scout cookies in reverse. It's mm, a good idea. Um, so let's talk about kind of, if you were going to make a call, um, let's go back to someone who really doesn't have a ton of brand new clients and they, they're just trying to make a phone call to someone that they kind of know, like you said, like the hairdresser or something like that. Give us a script that you would do for them. So okay. we'll play that with me real quick. Okay. I would just say, hello, how are you doing today? Just here, we'll just do it. Bring this is Chantel. Okay. Hi, this is Barry Karch. Wanted to see how you're doing today. Good. How are you? Good, good. I don't know if you're aware, but I'm now in real estate and just wanted to 
check with you to see if you might know anyone who's looking to buy or sell a home. Mm, no, I really don't know anyone right now. Okay. Well, I will keep in touch with you. And if it's okay, I'd love to pop by your house sometime and drop off some Girl Scout cookies for you. Do you like Girl Scout cookies? Yes, but I'm gluten-free. So I only want the gluten-free Girl Scout cookies. You got it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And so nice talking to you. Awesome. Thank I'm you. very unsalesy. I don't go direct for the jugular for sales. I just introduce myself um, and I, I'm, I let them know who I am, what I do, but I'm very unsalesy approach. I would like you to just share a few more ideas of some different Popeyes that you could, that you have done um, over the past year or so besides Girl Scout cookies. Okay. You know, it seems like I'm thinking about it. It seems like I always am doing food. I guess I like food, uh -huh. but um, we got the Super Bowl coming up. I've done Super Bowl cookies before, you know, at grocery stores or somewhere the cookies made up uh, with like shaped like footballs. I've done that before and delivered them out. Um, I've done popcorn, like you mentioned, um, something like the real estate market is popping now and I'll drop something like that off at their house. Um, various food items I usually do with some kind of pun about real estate that connects it to my business. But, uh, trying to think anything I, I want done you guys to type in the chat right now, any kind of ideas, this one person put Super Bowl cookies as gifts. And, and let me ask you this, uh, someone had asked a question about the, the people that you're attracting because you are very introverted. Do you feel like the people you're attracting are also introverted? I don't think exclusively. I think I have a pretty broad cross section of people. Um, yeah, some are introverted, but I don't think any more than um, any other realtor. I've worked with a lot of extroverted outgoing people too, and we've had a good time working together. So I don't think necessarily just introverts. Um, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, no matter who you are or what your personality is like. Um, so that's one thing you have to learn and accept, which is a hard, hard lesson to learn a lot of times. But um, I, I think I generally work with a broad cross section of people. Yeah. So one thing I want to mention about what you said about social media, because we've had guests who have come on our show and they've literally said, I don't do anything else but social media. Mm -hmm. And I sell a hundred houses a year. Mm -hmm. That's all I do. And I think that part of it is, is figuring out that one thing for you to do. So like for me personally, me, I don't like driving anyway, but me driving around to all these people's houses for me personally would drive me batty, right? Because I would feel like, you know, especially if they weren't home or whatever. And then for social media, for me, that would be super easy because I could put a post up, you know, like for me, if, if I was going to do the Girl Scout cookie thing, I would do something where I would put that post on social media with like me and my kid with a bunch of Girl Scout cookies that were like, we love, you know, supporting Girl Scouts and, you know, taking care of our clients, you know, who would love to have a box of these cookies. And then I would like pay the Girl Scout to like deliver the cookies or, or whatever because of, of time. So I think part of it is like you said, like really figuring out 
your what you have the bandwidth to do and then focus on that because you know some people might say well you know social media is not working for me well again it's about the top of mind of who are they thinking about when they think real estate so how many touches would you say that you're doing with those clients across the year would it be four times a year it's going to be more than that, but it's not all personal touches. They're going to get an email from me once a month. So okay. that's 12 right there. And then they're going to get a couple of the, the personal visits. They're going to get phone calls following up them. And I will also usually send them a personal note afterwards. So um, let's say another, um, another six with the visits, calls, and notes. So um, probably about 18. about 18. Yeah, about 18. So about so, 18 times a year, you are at the top of their mind mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of realizing. Yeah. And you have to do that because I saw a survey years ago that after six, six months after someone buys a house, half the people can't remember the name of their realtor anymore and not even the company they work for. So they're going to forget you very quickly if you don't stay in touch with them after closing. and the best way to have a long-term successful career is that repeat and referral business. So however you do it, you need to stay top of mind and, and stay in front of them. So they remember you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents and tune in next week for another power packed episode. This is the millionaire real estate podcast.